and thank you for listening to the Teaching Math Teaching Podcast. The Teaching Math Teaching Podcast is sponsored by the Association of Mathematics Teacher Educators. The hosts are Ava Thanheiser, Dusty Jones, and I am Joel Amidon. Today on the podcast, well, it's just Ava, Dusty, and I, and we're going to be talking about how to attend a conference. And specifically, we're, we are talking about attending the 25th Annual Conference of the Association of Mathematics Teacher Educators, which is happening virtually Thursday through Saturday, February 11th through the 13th, and Thursday through Saturday, February 18th through the 20th in this year of 2021, which means, hey, it's it's our first podcast of this year. Happy New Year. Ava and Dusty, how are you doing? I'm doing Excellent. pretty good. Thank you. I didn't prompt one of you, so we st- we <laughs> led you right on time. That's so, okay. Ava, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks for checking in. I'm excited to start back up. I know. Here we go. Back in the saddle. Dusty, how are you? I'm really excited to be back on the podcast. I've been missing it the past few weeks. Um, and with everything else going on, it's just nice to talk with you guys. Yeah. And some of you are, are might be wondering, to some of you listeners out there, hey, where about that uh, podcast for the No Guilt Book Club? Well, hey, there's where No Guilt uh, enters in. It's coming. It's on the way. It'll be here in the in the next couple of weeks. We're getting everyone back together again. But uh, we want to talk about the conference. It's It's just how to attend a conference like what was the mindset behind it like what how do you go in and figure out how are you going to use this time you've been given to develop as a professional i think my uh my friend courtney kessler and a a previous guest on the podcast she said uh, i believe she said this was uh like it's not a i don't attend a pd i don't attend a professional development i have the opportunity to develop as a professional and so i think that's what this conference is In, in any conference it's an opportunity to develop and so wanted to have this conversation to think like, how do we process through? How do we think about this uh, attending a conference? And then specifically for this one, because it's virtually virtual and it's my first time attending a virtual conference and, you know, just seeing how do we go about engaging in this uh, uh, and, and thinking about how do we best use our time? And so, I don't know. So let's just uh, kick it off here. So Dusty or, or let's go with Dusty. So why do you need to be intentional about attending a conference? So are you talking about just in general? Yeah, Any maybe in, yeah, just in general. Yeah. So I think being intentional, you know, I could just have a trip to say Orlando or Seattle or something like that. Um, and, and that might be, you know, why somebody may pick the a conference because of where it's located. But I think to be intentional is really important. You want to set yourself up with some expectations about what you think you might get out of that and then go to those sessions that are going to help you meet those expectations that you've set for yourself. So if I want to go and learn more about uh, what things people are doing to teach with technology, uh, then I might look for sessions that are about that. And then while I'm there, um, one of the things I enjoy uh, when I'm at a conference is to turn off my email uh, to, you know, mute my phone and just be present in that conference Mm. and try to listen and learn from what the what the presenters are are or are getting are trying to give to me or if it's a, if it's a discussion session you know AMT conferences are really known for their good participant interaction you know I want to be fully present for that so that's that's I think why you need to be intentional so you can get the most out of it and then meet your own uh, expectations for that yeah what, so what Dusty can I follow up yeah, sure. and ask yeah are you um are you shutting down your email for the whole conference? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, while I'm while I'm at like a, a face-to-face conference, no. But like during the session, I'm like, yes. no, I mm-hmm. don't need to, you know, 
stuff is still happening at back at work. Um, and so I'm like, I don't need to approve this document. You know, I don't need to (laughs) respond to this, you know, fire. That's really not an emergency, but somebody really needs an answer right now. I can just, you know, I leave on my out of office reply and then I respond to those that I want to respond to. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking, I mean, you said that, that if you did it for the whole conference, then coming back might be very stressful. (laughs) No, no. I usually save stuff for the evening, uh, you know, get back to the hotel room and then, and deal with what I want to deal with still. Um, so that makes sense. And I'm going to follow up because all three of us are parents of three children Mm. that I just get so many texts while I'm at conferences that have me negotiate who gets to what practice when or things like that. And, you know, that's, that's kind of one of the fun things about being a parent and attending a conference that you don't ever really get away. (laughs) You're still managing (laughs) the family while gone. And I was thinking as you were speaking, Dusty, about how this is going to be even harder with the zoom online um, and everybody being at home to kind of, creates the boundaries and really, especially for those on the more East Coast time where this goes more into the evenings mm-hmm. um, to, you know, really be purposeful about what you want to attend and how you make sure that you get that space um, to attend, which, you know, when you travel away, you can kind of choose whether you interact or not. When the door opens, it's a little bit different. Right. Yeah, I was just thinking like the, you know, the intentionality of when I, you know, same similar to Dusty and like putting on the, hey, I'll be back in a couple days and there may be delay in getting these emails and things like that. But just having that presence in the the session, also just knowing that not only I want to be there so I can learn whatever is being said, but also someone has spent a lot of time on the you know, sometimes it's 10 to 15 minutes that they're presenting to you or a poster that they're, you know, like just to be present in that moment. And like, I don't know, there's, there's a gift that's been given to me. Like someone's put a lot of time into that, into that, that presentation and to give them my attention. And so I just think like, it's about as condensed of a (laughs) condensed of a like love letter to you. Like if you're looking for something that is, is going to help you in your profession and you've picked this thing to go attend and they're they've prepared for it for you know maybe you know they've been thinking about it for almost a year mm-hmm. and that it's a just a, a genuine opportunity so being intentional is not only about you gaining from it but also paying it back to your colleagues and peers that are also doing the same uh that, that they've spent so much time preparing for this thing too and so there's like a mutual uh, a mutual exchange going on there that i think we need to honor I completely agree with a caveat. Um, so I think that that we need to honor each other's work and we also need to be tolerant of each other's lives. Mm. So I think like, for example, I try really, really hard not to walk out of talks once I sat down because I feel mm. like that sends a wrong message and same probably in a Zoom. That being said, we all live in strange times. And if somebody has to step away for something, we should not interpret that as disinterest, but potentially as, you know, they're 
there are other needs that need to be met and there is no way to get away the same way this time. Yeah. So, so what's going to be different about this with having a virtual conference? How, how are you going to be intentional about the time? And, and let's just, you know, we're going to put it out there. Like we had a little discussion beforehand. We might not have all the answers just yet. So there might be, we might be forming answers as we're, as we go here, but like, what are the things that we're going to, that you all are going to do to be intentional about attending a virtual conference? Yeah, well, I'm, this is going to be, Joel, my first virtual conference as well. And so um, my my wife has attended a couple through her work. Um, and so she gave me some pointers and some tips that uh, I'm trying to desperately remember right now. Um, but one of the things I think I'm going to have to do, especially uh, for the times that overlap when I'm at work in the office, is I'm going to close my door. Um, I'm going to, I am going to shut off my email. So I'm not getting, uh, these alerts. Mm -hmm. And then, um, like during those sessions, because I know that the email is just going to keep coming. Um, and, and if I have the door open, somebody's going to walk by and, and want to, you know, have some conversations. I'm really not sure what I'm going to do on those Saturdays, uh, at AMTE when it's in person, you know, it's Saturday, I'm in a different city at a hotel, and my time is my own, but um, my, I've got three kids, I've got a wife, and we like to spend time together. And so I'm trying to figure out, uh, I'm probably gonna, going to end up coming to my office um, and not trying to do it from home, just because I know that's where uh, my boundaries are going to be easiest mm-hmm. to, to maintain. But at the same time, I think I'm going to have to sit down and have a conversation about, you know, here's here's what I'm thinking about doing with my time on these Saturdays. What do you guys think? And there might be some negotiations involved when in the past, that was never an issue. I just was out of town for the whole day. Mm -hmm. So one of the thoughts I've had is that um, to me, conferences are really about um, relationship building, learning and relationship building. So one of the way I choose the sessions that I attend is what do I want to learn more about? So for example, over the last few years, I've attended a lot of equity sessions because I was really interested in making that more part of my practice. And at in-person conferences, you get a chance to, after the talk, you know, have informal conversations, maybe even ask somebody to have lunch or those kinds of things. And that's not gonna be possible in this one. And just like um, the two of you, I've never attended a virtual conference, but I was just thinking as I'm picking sessions that maybe I should put in a reminder to email the presenters afterwards Mm -hmm. and just share like maybe something that I learned. Cause I can imagine that if you're presenting and you're, you're not getting that like chatter after, you might be left kind of wondering what happened. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I get where's, you know, that feedback of, you know, making sure like at the end of a presentation, like you mentioned your contact information. So one, people could do that, but then on the same side, making sure to do that, that's, that's a great point. So how do you guys pick your sessions that you go to? Well, um, I don't know. I mean, I just, I look through the titles. Um, 
and see if there's something that jumps out that, you know, looks like something that I've been thinking about or am interested in. Uh, sometimes I look and see who's talking, you know, if there's a friend of mine and like, oh yeah, I want to go hear what Joel's going to talk about. Um, uh, and then there's also the strands. AMTE has some different strands. And if you look in the program book, um, that I'm scrolling through right now that's linked on the AMTE website. Um, under these different sessions, there are different strands. There's a number of strands such as teaching and learning with technology or development of math teacher educators, mathematics content and curriculum, collaborations and partnerships, mathematics pedagogy, equity, social justice and math teacher education, um, to name a few strands that I was just looking at on the page. And sometimes I might pick something and say, okay, I really want to focus on this topic. Like Ava, you had said earlier, you know, you were interested in equity. So maybe you're looking for those equity, social justice, and math teacher education things. And that might help you kind of narrow down what you might want to look at. How do you do it? Well, I guess for, for me, um, I do something similar. I like, you know, looking for keywords. And so having a PDF to, you know, just type in, you know, uh, command F and looking for like equity within there. That's, you know, I'm interested in those topics. I'm also looking for some of these, you know, topics that have kind of come up lately. I mean, and thinking about this past summer and some of the conversations we've had on this podcast is, you know, some of the and even looking at some of the guests on this podcast and seeing some of the work that they're doing and want to see what, what are they presenting on. And so like uh, just noticing on Friday, February 12th, I see actually in two, uh, two sessions that are happening simultaneously. So that makes it a hard decision. There's like uh, Courtney Kessler is uh, talking about becoming mathematics teacher, educator, parent, scholar, activists, making visible our strengths and navigating the challenges. And also there's a, Carlos Gomez and Catherine Ye and uh, Ava Thanheiser, there we go, <laughs> is uh, talking reaffirming solidarity and resistance, constructing counter spaces for mathematics teacher educators of color. It's like there's these, you know, sort of interests that I'm looking for in like th thinking about how do we take action and, and move forward. And so like having a topic that I want to learn more about, you know, similar to, you know, technology and the with teaching of math teachers, like Dusty was talking about, I'm, I have like sort of like what Kathy Ye was talking about in her episode of the um, Teaching Math Teaching podcast got me thinking like, I don't know enough about this. And I've been thinking more about community engagement and things like that. And so wanting to learn more and think about what does it mean to, um, what does it mean to, you know, take action in, in these spaces. And so um, wanting to be better that way. And so I want to learn more from those that are out there. And so taking that and like wanting to go through and looking at strands and seeing also too where previous research that I've actually had a chance to learn about before. I remember um, like we've had uh, Mandy Jansen on here talking about uh, her rough draft math, that book. And mm -hmm. well, we saw that in conferences. Like I think I saw it as a poster and I think I saw it as a talk. And then, you know, then there's, you know, other people's research like Brian, uh, Lawler and Abby Leaf have done presentations on their work. We had them on episode of the podcast. And I just know I've seen like iterations of it. And so you can almost like get these updates on their work. And so looking also for that. And so if you're new to the conference and you're looking for, hey, who, who have you been citing or who have you been reading? And you have a chance to go, you know, have an interaction with them 
at a at a session and then you can start a path of like following up and seeing oh, what are they working on now and so so it's like these uh like these paths that are going and you get to jump in on them uh throughout through their session so it's kind of a, a cool thing to be a part of so i, I want to follow up joel because i think what we've been talking about is picking sessions um while there are like multiple sessions, but then there are also time slots where there is like general sessions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And one of the things that I try to do is I try to attend all of those because I feel like they give us a sense for where we are as a whole community, what we value, what we're thinking about. And um, and so that's been kind of interesting to, um, to just kind of make sure to attend those and then um, sprinkle in the other sessions and I think in addition to searching like I do the same thing that you guys mentioned uh, like finding the strands I'm interested in and searching through uh, and I'm gonna be honest that like ideally if I could prepare well I would read through the whole program highlight the sessions that I'm interested in ahead of time and then you know go by day by day and then pick I sometimes do that and I pick like three or four and then in the moment decide, okay, which one of these am I going to go to um, if I can't make that decision ahead of time. But I think if, if one invests a little bit of time to just read through the program ahead of time, then you're sure not to miss any sessions that you later would go like, oh, I wish I had known that happened. Yeah, absolutely. And just thinking too, like if if I'm thinking about um, you know a, a future project or something, and having an opportunity to jump into a session where someone's doing like cutting edge stuff, you know, it's almost like they're <laughs> they can be helping you with your lit review in the moment too, like right. thinking like almost yeah. Uh, selfishly there. And too. then there's also I attend sessions for different purposes. So some sessions I'm attending to move my research further. And then some sessions I'm attending to make my teaching better. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those are the same and sometimes they're different, but there's also AMT offers cool ideas for how to improve as a math teacher educator in your own teaching. And so I found that valuable too, to kind of have both lenses on as you're attending sessions. You think what, what, um, what also do you think about like with regards to supporting, I guess sometimes I, I learn about, you know, and this, this is something that I, I, I'm trying to figure out in the moment how to navigate is like, I'll attend a conference and I'll, you know, have an interaction with somebody that, you know, I'm uh, familiar with and they've got this, uh, a grad student who is doing some cool work and like, I don't know them and like, they're saying, Hey, you, you should go see them you know, you should go see what they're doing. And it's at the same time, it's like, yeah, I want to see what they're doing. There's some, I guess, neat stuff happening. I'm getting vouched for by their advisor or chair or whatever. And then at the same time too, you know, that somebody did that. Like, I know that somebody did that for me, right? Somebody came to my session when maybe it wasn't on the top of their list of something, but it's a chance to support somebody in their work to see them and ask good questions. Like, Hey, have you, you know, thought about this reference or this reference, you know, kind of like what you're talking about before Ava, where you can give them some feedback on their, their presentation or, or even just like, you know, provide them support of having another person there. I don't know, like, how does that factor in here? And maybe how do you navigate that space in a virtual setting? 
So I have two thoughts to this, um, Dusty. I think one of the things that Randy Phillip used to do um, is he would go, like he would make it a point to attend like the last session on Saturday afternoon, mm -hmm. right? When half of the conference has already left mm -hmm. um, to make sure that there are people in attendance. With respect to grad students, I really, like my view is that these are like our future colleagues and they're amazing. So I, I feel like it's, it's less me doing them a favor or supporting them and more me getting to know my future colleagues However, I hear what you're saying because more people might go to like big name people that present at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I think like, you know, like when you look through a program, you look at, I think we all look at, oh, there's some names and we want to attend those. But also I think we need to look at descriptions, right? And right. It, regardless of yeah. names and say, oh, this is an interesting topic. And so I don't know this person yet, but what an opportunity to, like get to know somebody who you might end up collaborating with. So, yeah. so I think when you said support, that's kind of what you meant, but mm -hmm. I just wanted to be yeah. clear about that. I feel like Joel is moderating more. Joel, how do you think about this? <laughs> yes, Joel. <laughs> well, I mean, also, I guess too, there's also some explicit ways that you can, um, you can you can interact with with people and and develop those relationships with you know your future colleagues like the community circles which is some way that they're trying to create um and i know i think i'm facilitating one uh that are happening throughout the conference a couple times uh where it's just these informal gatherings and also the there's manuscript review groups which you can be a part of there's one that's uh for early career faculty, but there's also one that's for doctoral students that actually just went out on an email recently. If you're a doctoral student that has something that you're willing to share and getting someone to uh, interact with you around some sort of um, document that there's, there's support there for you. So um, there's and some Joel, I think that if I, I felt like I was reading this, that the doctoral student one was like a peer group, right? They would work with other doctoral students. Yeah, Is but they'll also have a faculty mentor too. Okay. So, yep. I mean, part of that group that that started uh, um, like this past summer, where we're trying to provide support for doctoral students through the pandemic and some issues and here's this is one of the ways that that uh, group is trying to help those doctoral students so there's lots of good leadership out there through uh, um, uh, Josh Hurdle uh, Erica at the University of Delaware and then Travis Wyland and um, you know th those that organization those sorts of things where it is like hey there's a explicit here ways to you know meet new colleagues um, and some that might uh, benefit from having some mentorship. And I, I just, again, I remember just having so many opportunities for this and just benefiting so much from that guidance that it's like, you wanna pay it forward. But then also too, it's like from a, uh, you know, just like there's some amazing work that's being done by doctoral students and early career faculty and all this sort of thing. So like, why not have the facilitate those interactions? And so, I yeah, mean, I think that I would also recommend if we have doctoral students listening to attend those because you're bonding with 
your future colleagues, right? You mm -hmm. get to know other doctoral students and same with the community, I forget the word, community circles, circles. So groups, community circles, like it's a chance to bond based on a different um, thing that brings you together. So maybe this time it's not like, what is your research interest or are you working with, you know, elementary teachers or, but it's like some other aspect about your identity that brings you together and gives you a wider range of people to talk to and to get feedback from, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, 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 so I think AMTE is, trying a bunch of things i mean there's also the networking and social hour things that are happening um fireside chats yeah fireside chats and yeah so that's one thing i've, I've been uh blessed to be a, a part of the opening session and we're having a fireside ch chat a, basically a week later about our opening keynote which is pretty cool like people have a chance to um process and think about some things come up with some good questions and then we get to have a chance to talk about it and again those informal interactions i think are just as valuable as the the talks in that the fact again it's a time where i mean it's kind of like this podcast like this podcast is a time where we get to we get to have a conversation i emailed you all where i'm actually curious about how do we process a conference mm -hmm. and it's like hey we're all going to show up and record this and like but a conference is the same thing where everyone there's like this agreement like hey we're going to get together and talk about you know the improvement of our teaching of math teachers which is awesome because i don't know i want to have these conversations all the time and you know my wife doesn't want to listen to them all the time and so it's like <laughs> where do you have these conversations and this is where you have them and so making sure that it's not just a, like i just want to go and you know watch this you know watch this watch this presentation which that's the same thing as watching a youtube video which are great there's a bunch of good videos up but there's interaction and to embrace the interaction and and take as much time to to have that yeah i would actually almost strengthen your argument joel and say it's almost potentially more important to go to the networking parts mm. um where you get to form those connections um the talks are important too. I'm not saying they're not, but I think that like, it's easy to dismiss the networking and say, oh yeah, you know, I attended all the talks. That's where the magic happens. Yeah. Well, it's like the, the talk happens and that the, the talk happens and you, and you like, oh, I have two questions I want to ask. And then if you have a chance to interact with them, either if it's an email afterwards or it's in these, you know, social events, like they're, they would love to have that question because that says something about their work. It says something about your interest in it. And, you know, there's, I just, you know, remember last year having a conversation with uh, Amber Kandala from the uh, University of Missouri, uh, St. Louis. And um, it was just such a great conversation because it was like, here's my interest in it. And she got to hear what my interest was in it, in her research. And then and it was just, and, and she's also just a fun person to talk to. So it's like, we, we both got a lot out of that conversation. And so I just, yeah, encourage anyone is like using the presentations as a catalyst for a future conversation and then yes, embracing those opportunities. Yeah. And this is a different way of doing things and that, you know, we, we're, <laughs> we're not going to have the same exact same AMTE experience because we're not all in the same you know, geographic location, but that doesn't mean that we can't still try to do those things and find different ways um, to, to support those interactions. So I think this is really good advice. And uh, as I was thinking about my expectations, you know, it's different. I'm not going to just 
wander around until I see somebody, you know, I can't, I can't do that and, and have a conversation, but, um, but we can try to, you know, reach out to people through email or through these other community circles um, and other events that they've done. There's like this trivia night mm-hmm. um, where they're asking some fun and silly questions about AMTE. Um, so yeah, uh, just, just a place to kind of develop some more, to further develop some relationships and start some new things. I also wanted to put a plug in for, um, because this is a virtual conference, there's actually different ways that different things are happening. And the poster sessions um, are going to be available starting um, at the beginning of the conference. And I think they're through Flipgrid um, where you can go. And so there's not somebody just waiting for you to show up at their poster. They've already recorded, you know, their, their spiel about their, uh, poster and then you can watch that and then wouldn't it be great to you know respond and interact with the with the individuals that way and kind of have an asynchronous conversation through that that's excellent posters are one of my poster sessions are one of my favorite things to attend so i'm i'm excited to see how how to do it via flipgrid but this is yeah this is exciting i'm i'm gonna i'm excited about that see how that goes Cause it's cool. Cause it's like, it's like, this is, it's almost like a, I've got something in the, uh, like usually a poster is like, I've got something in the oven. It's almost done cooking, but I could <laughs> add some ingredients. If, if you, if I get some good, you know, like get, get some interaction or, or like, I have a question, like, what should I add in next to this thing? And it's, yeah. it's cool to have those conversations again, seeing like almost the process in action. So I love those, love those conversations. So can you still register for this conference? Yes. You can you late registration. We're going to post this today. So late registration ends on uh, January 31st. So you have a few more days to register. Money is due that day, according to the website. So and also, well, also, I found out, Dusty, is that uh, if you're a grad student, Mm -hmm. okay, even if you're part time, because I think on the website, they might still say you need to be full time. But there's even if you're part time, you can get the graduate student rate. So. Do you um, have to be a member to get that rate? And then you can join for the graduate student member too. So that makes okay. it very affordable to join and to be a part of um, the conference. So yeah, that's uh, that's something I would highly encourage and take advantage of that uh, that rate. And These enjoy. prices are <laughs> bargain basement. I mean, this yeah. is really good, uh, really good uh, value for what you get, I think, compared to um, a in-person conference, this is, you know, less than half of the, of the cost, but, um, and you don't have to travel, don't have to travel. Yeah. You can still pick up your kids and (laughs) have the zoom on in the background. Mm -hmm. Um, please drive safely. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Or you can put the zoom on the family room TV and there you go. Yeah. The the whole family can attend the session. Pop your popcorn. (laughs) put your jammies on. Oh, it's great. It's wonderful. Yeah, but I want to uh, learn about virtual rehearsals from Liza Bondaran. Yeah. <laughs> you know, tell me about There that. you go. Exactly. <laughs> Is there any any final uh, recommendations before we uh sign off anything else that we wanted that you wanted to say before we're I just want to say I'm super excited about the opening session. Um, I know, Joel, you're part of it. I wonder if you could say a little bit about what that session is about and also when it is to remind people. That's right. Well, now you're putting me on the spot here. Uh, Sorry. No, <laughs> no uh, uh, there it is. 
So it is the opening session is Thursday, February 11th uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. All the times in the program, if you download our Eastern, just to make a note of that. Um, and we're talking about well, the title is 2020 Perfect Vision or Perfect Hindsight. Are we ready to reimagine mathematics teacher education? It's really just thinking about, you know, the promise of 2020 and, and thinking about what we expected and what actually happened. And then uh, everything kind of put into, uh, uh, you know, what are we what are we doing going forward from here? Because there were lessons learned. There's uh, things that we can take going forward. And, and so I'm just just so happy to have a conversation with uh, Naomi Jessup and Sandra Crespo and uh, Mario Myers is going to be uh, uh, moderating for us. And just there's going to be just a lot of interaction around uh, from there's already a survey out for people to provide some questions and or things to talk about and we've already been we've been having meetings for gosh almost a year now um in thinking about what are we going to say going forward so i am so excited for this session i cannot wait yeah well and, it, oh go ahead dusty well i was gonna say in the survey i think is still live people can mm -hmm. still give their feedback through february 29th so yep. it's probably in your inbox uh her from an a amt email but but also, I mean, I guess it goes, and this goes to the two of you and to our listeners out there, like, there's no way I'm on that. Uh, I'm not on that. There's no way I'm on that panel if it wasn't for the podcast. I think the power of the podcast and like what we, you know, what, what happened in the, the listeners out there supporting it has been amazing. And so offering a, a chance to like kind of a, take a backup and look at what have we, the things we've talked about, the people we've talked to and, and being able to share some of that perspective uh, on that panel has been it's going to be fun. So I'm excited for it. I, I just want to plug uh, kind of the the other side of that. You know, everybody wants to go to the opening session. We want to hear what's going on. If if you're thinking about, is there something I can cut out of this conference? The answer is no. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you might be thinking, oh, AMTE business meeting. Maybe I don't need to go to that, you know, but it's, uh, it's may, many times at the regular face-to-face -face conferences. This is happening on the last day. Uh, people, you know, half the conference has had to catch their flight to the other coast. Um, so this is happening on Friday, February 12th, 5.30 Eastern. Uh, I don't know, 2.30 uh, Pacific time. And it, it's an hour and a half, but it's not an hour and a half of business meeting. The business part has been streamlined. It's, it's been made a little more fun. And, and that's where uh, the trivia also is in that time slot. It's a AMT business meeting and happy hour. Um, I have so. to say, Dusty, that I have always enjoyed going to the business meeting. I think what it does is it gives you a little bit of a window into how the organization works and who is part of it. And so I think it's actually, I'm glad you're mentioning it. It's kind of a nice way to learn more about the organization and to also close it out. So not just travel away, but have like a closing reflection moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so since this is happening on Friday, February 12th, it's actually in the middle of the conference. And I think it would be a great way, especially if you haven't been to an AMTE conference before, or you're wondering, um, you know, what does, what is this organization about? Who's, who's making decisions? Uh, I want to make some decisions, you know, then, yeah. then, then go there and learn about the organization. And we really are, we, the organization, 
uh, are really looking to broaden participation, not only in membership, but also in leadership. So this is a great place to, uh, to develop some, start developing some relationships and let people know who you are and you can find out who other people are that um, are in these different roles. It's like a shout out back to our episode with Babette and like trying to find out what, yeah, what, what is it about the organization? Where might I be able to serve? And, mm-hmm. and there's all sorts of, in, in, in the program book, there's all sorts of sessions with some of these committees. So you can, you can jump in and learn more about what's happening. So yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. And like, and I, one final thing I want to say is like having those like rocks, uh, like where like the large talks, like uh, um, mm-hmm. Ava said, like the, Karen uh, King Excellence and Advocacy Award is going to be a rock in my schedule. Like, I want to make sure, like, no matter what, that's a session I'm going to and like put yes. those Saturday in place. morning. Yep. Put those in place so you can know that, okay, I want to hear what Dorothy White has to say about her, her session, each one, reach one, embracing advocacy work in math education and like identifying what are those rocks uh, in your schedule so that you don't, um, you know, schedule over them or, you know, like do some of the other stuff we talked about networking. It's like make sure, like, these are the things that I make sure I want to attend. So absolutely. Anything else for you, Ava, before we sign off? No, but you know what? I'm like so much more excited now about the conference again. Thanks for having this conversation. Yeah. And um, it's always such good energy to attend a conference. So I'm really curious to see, I feel like with online teaching, um, it was hard and everything, but there are things that work better than in person. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering if like, we're going to learn this about the conference as well. Like what works well um, mm-hmm. this way and what could potentially stay in the long run um, as part of the in-person, like, I don't want to give up the in-person. I love that, but there might be things that we learn from this that work well. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, what if there was like uh, the annual conference and then, you know, six months later, there was a virtual, you know, kind of thing or something, you know, yeah. what, what, what could grow out of this? Mm-hmm. And knowing AMT, there will be a survey after that you can probably right. share. With you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what you liked and what you didn't like. So there'll be all sorts of things. Well, thank you, uh, Dusty. Thank you, Ava, uh, for willing to share your time and expertise. And thanks again to all of you out there for listening to the Teaching Math Teaching Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can also rate and review it. That's also helpful. And we hope that you're able to implement something that you just heard and take an opportunity to interact with other math teacher educators and maybe at that AMTE conference. Thank you.